This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Doesn't say live for me. Okay, there we go. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Go out, download it on your phone today and get in on the action. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley and Evan Rowell for another prediction show as we have officially made it to the playoffs proper, ladies and gentlemen. The first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs begins this week, I believe it begins tomorrow officially, <laughs> or is it? Is everybody pushed till Wednesday? I don't no, think it's so. tomorrow. It's yeah, tomorrow. I thought so. So, hockey that uh, that comes down to it. No weirdness. Nobody playing for draft lotteries on the backside. Just try and win yourself a Stanley Cup. That is the goal at this point, boys. First of all, how you feeling about your uh, your playing and round robin predictions today? Uh, you know, the round robin ones I didn't care that much about because it was like, whatever. And we all were two overtime periods, two overtime coin flips away from getting the entire West correct. Yep. Um, and then, uh, the play in round actually, uh, the 12 seeds ruined everything. And then the only, the, uh, the Winnipeg series I was mad about because like I went out on a limb there and Shifley gets taken out in the first yeah. five minutes. <laughs> like one shift into the series, the number one center goes down and it was like, okay. <laughs> like, well, Not your year, I guess. It was like, I'm never, <laughs> what, what can I do about that? <laughs> and then irrational faith that in Minnesota over Vancouver, that was the, looking back on that pick. I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> Otherwise, I still I felt good about all my picks. I could I felt they were all justified, and I was just wrong about the twelves. Like everybody, everybody was wrong about the twelves. I yeah. think, yeah. I gave Chicago a chance. That's all I'm going to stick with because my picks were horrible in the first round. I, I will say, <laughs> um, gut instinct reaction. AJ was the correct one because I remember. When the 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 matchups were very first announced, when we did that podcast, yep. I said, "Watch out for Chicago beating Edmonton because that's the mm-hmm. worst possible matchup for them." And then I had two months to think about it and was like, Ended oh, "Edmonton, Edmonton will them. <laughs> I know that's why I was surprised you guys all had Edmonton sweeping him. So I was like, eh. "But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to I would like to forget my predictions <laughs> from the play in. Florida screwed me." I had blind faith in them, and that was, that didn't go well. But yeah, I mean, the East, the round robin, did not go. I would say a, a lot of people probably didn't expect it to go that way. I know AJ had Philly pretty high, but uh, yeah, I had. Uh, I was close. Um, I, and I mean, I got them all wrong, but <laughs> I had. Uh, Me I, too. I had. Uh, I had the right teams in the top two and bottom two. It was yeah. just the 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 outcome of those games. Actual names. order, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be interesting because it did seem like those veteran teams in the round robin might have been like, eh, maybe oh, we're not, maybe it. we're not going for it. Boston got, looked bad. We got the non Rex puppy cam today. Oh god, I didn't even see him back there. <laughs> yeah, I love he, it. he just. Who is that? In. That's not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I need a I need to get a doggo so that I can have one wandering around in the background. Yeah. See, I said that and he just popped right up. He's like I know. His name's a rivalry? Ham- His name's Hamlet. <laughs> yes. Hamlet. Yeah. Your name or the wife's name? Actually it was mine because I said he looks like a prince and then <laughs> All I could think of was Shakespeare, so that's how it came up. 
<laughs> Big brain stuff over here. Yes. <laughs> All right. When Evan's dog goes missing under mysterious circumstances, <laughs> it's not my dog. <laughs> yeah, Evan's got the got the strong beard game going today, but this is two days. Uh huh. I definitely believe you. <laughs> yep. All right. So were there so were there were there any uh, of the qualifying of the actual play in series not round robin because ugh, yeah yeah round robin burned out talking about that um, were there any of the like actual qualifying series that took you guys by surprise either in how they played out or um, like with teams being much better or worse than you expected um I, I just think it, I just think in general the lack of offense surprised me because i figured goaltending would be bad defense would be sloppy and it was i mean outside of the chicago series it was pretty low scoring for everyone so um didn't play out the way i expected but um i mean as far as teams go i mean i felt like montreal even though we had we all had Pittsburgh sweeping Montreal. I did feel like Montreal was a better team than some of these other playing teams. And yeah. that structure ended up working out. And I guess Carey Price showed all of us. Yeah. I, I think that that series surprised me just because, I mean, <laughs> Pittsburgh looked bad. Like they finished the season on like a three and eight stretch. And that's what put them in this play-in round anyway, was because they they fell apart at the very end, and then Philadelphia caught fire. Otherwise, it would have been Philadelphia and Montreal, which ended up being our first-round series anyway. But it's it was interesting to see that some of the teams, because it was like, oh, the regular season was four months ago. But some of the teams that were playing poorly continued to play poorly. Is that, yep. was, was it carryover or is it just that, Hey, maybe those guys just aren't very good. You know, like Dallas, Dallas didn't look like they were any good until they played a completely apathetic St. Louis team. Even then they played one good period to get that game to overtime. Basically. Yeah. yeah Pittsburgh, disappointed me big time just because I assumed all those vets getting a nice long break after having so much mileage on their legs they'd come out flying and other than Crosby their stars did not look good I thought Crosby looked fine but Malkin didn't look good Zucker didn't look like he fit in like I thought I thought Crosby looked okay but like we we all had you know we did a round table at the start of the pandemic we all had Crosby as a top three player in the world. Yep. And like Crosby looked good. He didn't look anything like that. He didn't look anything like a top three player in the world. Yeah. I I would say the biggest surprise for me was not that Carolina beat the Rangers handily, but that their goaltending looked really, really good. Both Mrazek and Reitmer got into games. And there was no doubts about either of those guys back there. That's it. Look, if their goaltending keeps up, yeah, sure, it's Voodoo could disappear in this series against Boston. Who knows? But if it keeps up, they could go deep. I mean, they're they're kind of goaltending wise, they're Colorado of the East. I'd say they've that's got fair. Yeah. They've got two guys that they can roll in there. You can't really separate the starter from the backup, and the team and playing in front of them is totally fine. Playing in front of either guy, I don't think it. I don't think that one. Carolina, nothing about that Carolina series surprised me. That that went more or less how I felt like that was going to go. I don't think the result surprised me. Again, I just think the goaltending surprised me. I didn't think it was going to be that good from from Mrazek particularly. Yeah, but and the Rangers are okay with how that went. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. After today, the Rangers are yeah. feeling just fine. Yeah. yeah, and I know, I know, you said no round robin teams, but man, Philly looked good. They and did. Kevin Hayes, I mean, we all know there's an alternate world where he's the second line center here and not Philly. Yeah. But man, he looks he looks way better than I thought he would ever look. He looks in control and that's a good team. I've loved I love Ivan Provorov and that dude's legit. He bounced back big time this year. 
honestly, if there's one series that I expected to play out exactly how it did, it was Leafs Columbus. <laughs> yeah. I saw that yeah. coming a mile away. I think I we think, all had that yeah, as three, too. Yeah, yep. we all had that going five. That so, that honestly played out pretty almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I the only thing that I was worried about was the way Columbus lost yeah. game four. If Leafs had momentum going into game five, yeah. Game like five, yeah. Um, just emotionally what that does to a team, how that drains them, and no problem. Yeah. They, yeah, the, the way they bounce back was pretty pretty gutsy. It uh, and I know a lot of people yeah don't like victory laps for us <laughs> Duncan Ontario. Ontario. got one right there's a reason he wasn't invited onto this show <laughs> it was that prediction <laughs> he still heard about Edmonton so he's not here <laughs> no I, I like torts so I know a lot of people yeah. don't but I like him and I think he's I always wonder is, is he a hall of famer because I think people forget he's got a ring yeah, he has a championship. I think he's the Greg Popovich of the NHL. I mean, Pop is getting in. He, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I just mean like personality and the way they go about their business and the consistency of their coaching and their success. You know, obviously, Pop has just gotten to stay in one place, but um... an, an angry Popovich got it. <laughs> it's crazy how much he's changed because when he was with the lightning it was like safe as death and now it's just like straight defense is how they they just straight grind teams out now so he's adapted i believe it's uh regular season points percentage oro for the stanley cup final home team yeah so the avs will probably not have it the east like the east top end assuming one of them makes it to the finals the apps might not make it to the finals either, but the East, the top end of the East in Boston and Tampa Bay kind of ran away yeah, from the league. Definitely. Um, so anyway, we can take our first period break there. It is, it is time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I got my agave wheat shirt on right here. You can pick up one of eight different beers on tap down at the DNVR bar, or of course head to your local Davidson's for curbside pickup or delivery of any type of beer you'd like from Breckenridge Brewery, the Mile High City Copper Lager, as well as their 12-pack mixer, 15-can mixer, you name it, you can pick it up, even from the farmhouse down in Littleton, straight from the source, if that's what you desire. And, of course, we have our gaming sponsor, WGT Golf. Did not play the round I wanted uh, over the weekend in our big drive open, unfortunately, but I did feel like I finally started to figure out how to putt in that game by the end of the round. It was a struggle at first, but it started to come together. I'm feeling better about my stroke play next time we get to crack at it. So head on over to dnvrgolf.com to download WGT Golf and search for DNVR3 to join the third club clubhouse. Excuse me. We now have well over 50 members in our third one. So be sure to jump in on that before we have to start DNVR4. We play tournaments every single weekend on true-to-life courses, whether it be Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, Bandit Dunes, tons of other awesome ones as well. So again, dnvrgolf.com to download and play WGT Golf with us today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Enough talk about the past. Let's put our money where our mouth is and get into these series predictions. We're going to start with the East, as always, with what is after the reseed, the one versus eight matchup in Philadelphia versus Montreal. Pretty by the book here. Everyone taking Philadelphia as the one seed. Evan, you mentioned it. They just looked supreme in the round robin play. AJ feeling a little more, bit more confident with the four to one though. You really think so? Montreal just going to go down quick? I don't know. I think that'll be. A, I think that'll be a good series. Um, but I just, I have a hard time believing, especially with the way the bid. The biggest thing Montreal has is Carey Price, and Carter Hart is playing. Has been playing brilliantly. And so I think if Carter Hart can match Carey Price, which I think he's capable of, he has the potential to be um, Car. I mean, Carter Hart is the next Carey Price. So I I think we're we're talking about this becomes almost an accidental passing of the torch um, in terms of one goaltender giving his best goalie of the generation torch to the 
to the next one. And I think this is where it starts for Carter Hart. And I I just don't I don't think that they've got two two wins in them against this Philly team, assuming Philly continues to play the way that they did in the round robin. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that we're talking about Philly having a legit goaltender. How long have they been waiting for this? That's the thing. I mean, they it's about time, man. They traded for everybody. They signed everybody. They bought everybody out. They've drafted. They finally got they finally got the truth. And the, the kid is unbelievable. They've broken the why you have to be mad curse. <laughs> that curse was around way before him. <laughs> the Roman Chechmonic curse. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah, that's a throwback there. Um <laughs> No, I think Philly looks legit. I I just think um, I think these are two really good coaches going head to head. So this will be an intriguing matchup just because of that. Two coaches that have been around for a long time that are very very good, and I just think Philly's talent is going to win out. So yeah, Philly and Philly and six for me. I I went with six because I was impressed by how scrappy Montreal was against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, they they didn't let, let Pittsburgh have pretty much anything for free. And sure, Pittsburgh maybe played themselves out of that series. And that's why ultimately I think the Flyers take this pretty handily. But Montreal is not just going to go away, man. You give Price, you get two very good games out of Price. And, and Montreal will find a way to grind out a couple of goals. So I think they can take two. But ultimately, Philly's just too strong for that squad. So is what it is there. The two and seven... This one we're going to have to have a little conversation about with uh, Tampa Bay and Columbus, because unlike this one, we are not all in agreement, and we're actually kind of all over the board here. I believe in Tampa. AJ, I know, struggled with this one, but ultimately goes with Tampa. And Evan, you're taking Columbus in seven. Yeah, I did not like that headman injury. It did not look good to me. It looked like a... High ankle sprain. Yeah, that's honestly that was the hardest part of trying to figure this out. That was my, that's where I flipped to be honest. Because and I don't even know what's the deal with Stamkos. He he's there, but he hasn't really played, and they're not really giving much about him. So I just you take those two, especially Edmund, out of their lineup, and that's a different team. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was going to be close before that, but that kind of flipped it in. Columbus's favor for me, um, but yeah, I, if Headman's out, that's a that's that's huge. Yeah, I I struggled with this. This is one of the two series that I actually like, like really mentally batted back and forth how I felt about it, and ultimately, I just to steal Matt Duchesne's favorite phrase uh, at the end of the day. I, I think that I just went with the talent. I, talent. I really like what Columbus is doing. I picked I picked Columbus to be the team out east as the dark horse to make some noise. But this was the one matchup I didn't want for them because I also think that Tampa Bay is going to come in good and pissed. Uh, and they're going to remember last year and... They're going to take it personally. I mean, they've had they've had an entire era in which they have been one of the best teams in the league, completely glossed over and and made fun of because of what happened last season, and and I I just think that I I think that that's a that's a focused group that's going to have a big chip on their shoulder, and they I think they're walking in with a little underdog mentality, especially with the injuries that they have, and that that that's going to serve them well. I think they need a little chip on their shoulder type yeah, thing. I think they yeah. need a little grit and grind to go with that to go with the skill that they play with, and even without Stamkos, um I think that their forward core is great. Headman is the big loss that's a they they can't there's no replacing that dude. Defensively, they're just okay without him. I pretty much agree with everything AJ said. The reason I believe a bit more in the sweep is looking into this Columbus team against Toronto. At five on five, Toronto shot less than 2% against them in that five-game series. And that 
is not sustainable. There's no way Tampa struggles that much of, at five on five against these guys. I just don't see it. I think Tampa is just going to beat this team down. Not that they're a bad team. I think Columbus will probably keep most of the games close, but yeah, there's just too much talent for Columbus to keep up with there. A sweep is crazy, but I would have said the same thing last year to Columbus sweeping Tampa. So who the heck knows? I just, yeah, if, if Hedman was there, I would have picked Tampa Bay, but I, I don't like the way that that injury looked. And then you see his reaction. I think he knows it's not good. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. It, it hurts. And I think we'll see if Tampa does move on and he's still out as if we expect it's a high ankle sprain, it's probably four to six weeks. We're going to have a hard time picking Tampa later on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we can move on to the third of the four in the East here. The three, six matchup, which is going to be the Washington Capitals versus AJ's New York Islanders. Oh, big surprise. Yeah, AJ taking <laughs> the aisles in seven, clearly one that uh, none of us seem too confident in as we all have it going the full seven. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I looked at this and I was like, what's the point? in being a fan of a team if you can't pick them <laughs> in the playoffs. When I don't I when I was like I don't know how I feel about this series and so I was like F this. I'm going with the Islanders. Just make it easy for yourself. I see. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of this just like Hedman, if, if Carlson's out, that's a big big issue too yep. for Washington. So yeah, and I don't Washington looked better than Boston in the round robin, but they didn't look great. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can crank it up. I will say Holtby looked a lot better than I thought, so that's a good thing for he them. He has to with no yeah. Samson on the, He has to. Yeah. Samson so. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I and they need Lars Eller back. I know uh, he had to leave the bubble because his wife had a kid. Um, but yeah, I, I I'll take Washington to seven. But I think this is going to be a tight matchup, and um, this is. Trots versus old team. That's yeah. going to be the big storyline. Here's my concern with the Islanders. They have to stay out of the penalty box. Uh, Washington's power play is just as lethal as it's always been uh, with Ovi on the, on the side there. They still have a ton of talent around them with Backstrom, Kuznetsov, yada, yada, yada. And outside of game four against Florida, where they kind of just wilted, they were giving up four and a half power plays a game uh, to Florida. So Washington's going to make you pay. If you do that, the Islanders at five on five, I'm, I'm we've seen it a million times. We've seen the Barry trot system of full team defense. Uh, you know how that goes. That's where they need to play their game. If they want to beat Washington, I don't think they can do it. Put it that way. If it gets into a game seven, you have to like Washington's experience for sure. That's um, true too. But I'm something just feels really, really off about this Washington team that I just I can't put my foot on. They feel like the good version of Nashville to me, where there's just something about them I can't buy. And so and and then it's the Islanders, so you know. <laughs> That's all he had to say. I Varley. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, Varley against his old, old team. I mean, that was years ago now, but yeah, always something in the back of your mind. Varley has never won a playoff series. He came in and won some for Washington. Or he won one. I guess that he didn't. I don't know if he won all four games his rookie year or whatever he came in. But, uh, yeah, he's not had a lot of success in the playoffs. Came dangerously close to winning one with the abs, but wasn't meant to be. He played his worst game of the series that day. Game seven, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know why why we're sitting here talking about, I mean, Varley just won a round, so. That doesn't count. (laughs) Just saying, like. It's going to be a whole thing for years. The play-in round. Yeah. Did you actually win a playoff series or not? Just, I'm just saying, like, he was the man in net for that series. and Yeah. 
they 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 won the series three one. So it's not they handled it for sure. You know, uh, uh, we'll see. Like, I get I get the skepticism. Um, I do think they are fighting uphill in the series, but I've got the Islanders. Go Isles. All right. Well, we'll leave that prediction there and we'll head to the four five matchup Boston versus Carolina. This is, uh, well, Boston certainly didn't show up for the round robin, to say the least. <laughs> oh, did not make believers out of any of us. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So everyone taking so funny. Carolina in six. Uh, this this totally after that round robin, this one hundred percent feels like Tampa Bay last year to me. We're a team who just blew up the regular season and coasted down the stretch, and then they took four months off to think about it and decided not to show up for the round robin either. And Carolina's coming in hungry. They just swept the Rangers. They're rolling. They're confident. They're going to get Dougie Hamilton back, apparently. Uh, it's Carolina's got everything going in their favor. In yep. this round. Yeah, and the Svechnikov breakout party continues. Yep. Popped off in the playing round for sure. So, Yeah, I know they're veterans. They've won before, but how much can you really just turn it off, turn it on in the, the click of a finger if you're Boston? Because... It was pretty ugly in that round robin for them. And the top line didn't really do much of anything. And that's kind of what's held them together forever. And yeah, that's what's driven that bus. You wonder if Marchand is hurt a little bit more than maybe they lead on. You know, Pasternak, I don't know if he wasn't with the team during training camp. So maybe he's a little bit off. But yeah, Carolina's a deep team. They get Hamilton back. Are they getting Pesci back anytime soon? Has anyone, does that come out at all? I don't think so. Don't know, man. Yeah, but either way, they're deep on defense, and yeah, that's a that's a strong team that just comes at you. And I, I think their speed is going to kind of go against Boston really well here. So yeah, Boston ain't getting any younger either. Yeah, these are well, two really, two really good teams, though. The young guys that they do have are just all over the board. Like some of yep. them are okay, right? And some of them, you're just like, that guy exists. Outside of pasta. Kind of just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Oh, and that Nick Ritchie trade looks so bad. That <laughs> dude is... Yeah, he is so frustrating. I think Boston fans are probably already done with him. Or they love him because they love big, dumb oafs that punch people in the face. <laughs> Boston sports confirmed. <laughs> Oaf sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I'm surprised we all had the exact same one. Yeah. And to me, it feels like 4-2 is like four, like a sweep is a beat down. 4-1 is a pretty thorough handling. Boston's good going, enough that they're not just going to go away, right? Yeah, and like going going seven feels like a super tight series, and I just think Carolina's clearly better right now. I think they're better today. The series just has that feel to it, doesn't it? It so. does, yeah. It, it's one of those ones where, I mean, you, know, you never know. Boston win games. If Boston wins game one and, and looks amazing, people's <clears> thoughts <throat> will flip very, very quickly. But but that's the, the magic of playoff hockey. Yeah, they're going to sweep Carolina, and we're never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> we tried the prediction thing. That's we're out. Right. <laughs> it, was too, it was too embarrassing. Okay, well, we can take our second period break there as we do have to talk to y'all about Colorado rugby and the Colorado Raptors. Of course, it was announced a little while ago that the Infinity Park in Glendale will be the new official training center for the men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams. That means that Colorado is the place to be for rugby in the United States as a whole. Make sure you're keeping up to speed with us and Colton Strickler on the DNVR Rugby podcast. Support the sport of rugby by following along with the latest news on Twitter at DNVR Rugby, and be sure to get in. Even if you're new to rugby, Colton has put up a bunch of 101 pods to break down the game for you so you can learn rugby and get into a new sport here in the Denver area. He, of course, also has behind-the-scenes access and tons of interviews 
interviews with a bunch of players in and around Infinity Park. So if you want that special access, head on over to thednvr.com and check out our DNVR rugby coverage. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Enough beating around it. Let's get into the juiciness that is the Western Conference. First up, the one and eight seed. Got to have Vegas versus Chicago. I don't think anyone's going to beat around the bush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's pretty confident in this one. I almost picked sweep on this one too. I wanted to, but (laughs) Chicago's going to come out and win game one. And I'm going to be sitting there feeling like a jackass the whole time. So I was like, let's just give Chicago the one. (laughs) Plus they get Vegas got patch already back today. And yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, I, that's the matchup. I think the Avs would have smoked them too. So, you know, Vegas is just a significantly better team. Yeah. Seven game series, proper playoff teams. You just have zero faith in that Chicago defense to do anything. I mean, just watch that series again. The matchup against Edmonton was perfect. It was just a shootout, basically. Yeah. If they had gotten, if they had gotten Nashville. Yep. If they had gotten pick any other team out West. And I think Chicago goes home, but Edmonton was the right matchup because they're just, a, they were a mess defensively. They were a mess structurally. Um, they're way too reliant on those top stars. And like Connor McDavid showed up and did what he needed to do. You know, who didn't was Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl was just a, just a dude in that series. And one good game, really. Yeah. He needed to be a bad dude, and instead he was just bad. And it that's their whole thing. Is that they they have that one two punch that nobody else quite can match. And when only when only one of those punches shows up and the other one doesn't land, well, this is what you get. So you know, and and now and now Chicago, like they've got all that pedigree, all that championship winning experience, and that's great. You know, Kubalik looks like he's the real deal. Um, Dylan Strom is even okay, but and Kirby Doc looks um, awesome. But like for real, they have no defense, and Corey Crawford was still give, giving up three goals a game. Like you're. Yeah. You're going to give up three goals a game, even even against that that kind of a team. I I'm not buying Chicago as even competitive. Really, I gave I gave them the one because I'll I'll say that I gave them the one win out of respect for what they've done. For Vegas, Leonard and Net, or do they stick with Matt? Oh God, no, it's Leonard. Okay, yeah, Kirby Doc does look pretty pretty legit. Uh, a little concerning with being Pisses in the being in the central again. division, but yeah, Vegas <laughs> is just there's so much they're so deep, and Mark Stone is man watching him. He is like he's probably the smartest player in the NHL. Guy's on fire too. Yeah, like that's a dude. Like if if Dreisaitl had played to his potential the way that Stone has been, Edmonton. Edmonton is is sitting here. The gap between the top of the West and the bottom of the West feels like the Grand Canyon, man. Based on the play-in round, almost all the West teams, you're looking at those games and you're like, this is bad hockey, dude. Yeah. None of these teams are really showing me anything scary. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, these guys can get up in Edmonton, Chicago. Okay, both of these teams can score. Neither one of them has any semblance of a structure. Neither one of them pretends like they're trying to play defense. And neither one of them has a goaltender that scares you at this point in their careers. Yeah, hard to argue. And uh, then and then Nashville and Arizona. I mean, Nashville, Na- that, that was basically Toronto-Columbus out west. It was one team playing super opportunistic hockey and the other team drowning the other one in shots and just getting goalied. That's life. <laughs> yeah, the West sucks this year. That's yeah. I'll just say it very, very quickly. That it Put sucks. it in plain terms. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's two, maybe three teams. And, you know, being on the Avs perspective, if there was a year to make a run, this is it. All right. Well, we will get to the 2-7 matchup in a second, but we're going to make you wait a little bit. Let's go to the 3-6 in Dallas and Calgary. Um, probably the most interesting series, I would say, in the West, as far as confidence levels go in either of these teams. Evan and I both have it going 7. AJ, taking Calgary to go hard. Look, I can't spend the entire round robin talking noise about Dallas and how I can't wait to pick against them <laughs> and then give them the respect of going seven. They suck, dude. I don't think they're any good. I don't think that they, uh, is especially, I, I love Anton Kudobin. He's not Ben Bishop. If, if I had full confidence that Ben Bishop was healthy and was going to play that series, I might feel a little differently. I don't. So I don't. Uh, as it is, Calgary's feeling sexy. They're feeling good about themselves. They they have all the mojo that they didn't have last year. They have a little bit of swagger now. They have a little belief in themselves. It doesn't matter that they basically got the free bingo square with all the injuries Winnipeg suffered. They still went out and they, you know, they they struggled, but they they got through and they can feel themselves a little bit. I think that there's a confident team against one that's not. I think you're overrating Calgary, man. I think Calgary I, I have, is not a good I don't think, team. I don't think they're any good, dude. I just think that Dallas has looked Dallas has looked like garbage. They've played like garbage, and they had to win in a shootout against a completely apathetic Blues team. And I'm, dude, I'm just not. I'm not buying what they're selling. I'm. I think Dallas sucks, and I've said it all along, and I was going to pick against Dallas no matter who the opponent. Calgary gave me some pause because I think they suck too. But that, That's exactly where I'm at. I, this, I have this series going seven, and I think every single one of those seven games is going to be awful to watch. I think this is going to be the worst series in the round one by a long shot. Well, it's a really good thing that they get the uh, 3.30 slot tomorrow. Great. Either way, prime time. I, I just don't see. My issue with Calgary is one, Cambot I think is super inconsistent in that you never know what you're going to get out of that guy, especially when it comes to the playoffs. And two, their offense just isn't consistent either. They have nothing that I can say. Look, when it comes down to it, this is something they can lean on. Dallas lacks that a little bit too, but they at least have a Tyler Sagan that doesn't ghost mode like Johnny Gaudreau does. Is Tyler Sagan even healthy? Didn't he miss like two of the three round robin games? That, like, I, that's a real question. It is. Yeah. Um, either way, I could 100% see it going Calgary's way, but I think this is a slog of a series that both teams are playing for the honor of losing in the second round. Yeah, I was closer to going 4-2 Calgary than the flipping it Dallas's way because Calgary's goaltending is the concern, but it's like, does it even matter? Dallas can't score. Like, and I think Calgary's a, they're a quick team. They have some offense. I love Miro Heiskanen, but I mean, I watch those round robin games. Alexander Radulov looks awful. He looks, bad, <laughs> he looks so bad. And he's supposed to be one of their top offensive players. And Jamie Ben, yeah. same thing. Like Jamie Ben might be a bad NHL player now. Yeah, it's especially if Sagan's not healthy and Klingberg missed a game in round robin. Bishop's not there. I don't know what's going on with that team. They're just they they got lucky with the way that this was set up that they were pretty much guaranteed a, a decent matchup. But you know, I actually look at this Calgary's. You know, the way it worked out in that Winnipeg series, they got pretty lucky, and now they got lucky here that they might. They got the best matchup they could have asked for, and I, I have them winning it. And I, I think you know that they're going to be able to score just enough goals against Dallas because Dallas can't score at all. All right, so basically, no faith in either of these teams is the short answer. Yeah, it's funny because we basically just ran down both of those teams, and we're like, they both suck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all there is to that one. Uh, Abs are the two seed, so if Dallas wins and the Abs win, they would play each other. Cool. Well, <laughs> is that guaranteed? Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that is guaranteed because they're the yep. two and three. So, 
Calgary's a different story, but either way, I'm uh, not- it's 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 not guaranteed because if Vegas loses and Calgary and Colorado oh, wins, then Colorado, yeah, yeah. But uh, no one's picking Vegas to lose here. So. Right. I'm just saying. It's not <laughs> yep, guaranteed. For sure. You're correct. All right. Let's go to the 4-5 matchup here. Vancouver versus St. Louis. St. Louis being the four seed. We all took St. Louis, but nobody knows how long this series is going to go. <laughs> Rudo, you said last series was you don't care about watching it. I feel like the same about this one. I have little to no interest in watching this series out. Oh really? This is the this is the series out west I'm actually excited about. Yeah, I have because I have the least uh least confidence in what we're getting because I don't know what version of St. Louis we're gonna get. If we're gonna get the round robin St. Louis, I'm I think Vancouver is gonna have a very legitimate chance in this. If we're gonna get the St. Louis that shows up and actually cares shift to shift, I think we're gonna have uh, the, the I think four one is a lot more so in the line. Story is St. Louis is gonna win and Vancouver can't get over the hump. But how competitive can they be based yeah. on St. Louis's gameplay? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, St. Louis is gonna dictate this. Look, I think we would all agree St. Louis is the better team, but the fact that we all have them in different games means we all have different levels of confidence in in which Blues team is showing up. Yeah. And to be honest, like Vancouver, Vancouver looked good at times against Minnesota. They looked they looked way more dynamic. They have that high-end skill. And then they go into a matchup against the Blues where their advantages are exactly the same. St. Louis is just the rich man's version of what the wild are these days. So I I think that Vancouver going into a series having the same exact advantages that they did last time, except they are also going to run into a quality goaltender in Jordan Bennington where like, Hey, Alex Stalock was fine, but it's obvious that Markstrom is the better goaltender and that got them through a series. That's great. But now they're going to have to, they're going to have to beat a legit goalie in Bennington. And I think that's Markstrom and Bennington are a wash, right? Like I think Markstrom's better. You think? Yeah. I, I don't, I, (laughs) Both both of them feel like they've been doing it for such a short amount of time that I have no idea. But I think that at their peak, they're pretty much on the same level. But Bennington's done it in the postseason before. And, you know, Stanley Cup walks, man. I think Markstrom's a better goalie, but he just doubt or Vancouver's defense is not good. So he's still going to face a lot of chances. But yeah. I think he's their chance to win this. But yeah, I mean, Blues are just – I think they're a better team. The The Canucks, to me, are just like – they have Pedersen. Yeah, Brock, the Canucks. Brock, Brock Besser is not like that exciting a player to me. It's Pedersen. They have JT Miller who's having the series of season of his life. Uh, Bo, Bo Horvath's a really good second-line center, but it's just not – they don't have that high-end talent. And, yeah, I, I still think St. Louis is going to pull this off just because – Vancouver is such a, I don't, I don't know if it's a poorly built team, but they're just very, it's just a very bizarre lineup they they have. And I don't think they have enough high-end pieces to pull this um, Not usually the one to bring up the experience factor, but Blues are the defending cup champs. And Vancouver is a very young team with minimal playoff experience. There's going to be another level. And I'm curious about this, actually. We saw how tightly they called things in the play-in round and the round robins. Do the refs continue to call games that way? Because the less penalties that are called, the more that's going to benefit the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. They're going to play a little bit dirty. They're going to play a little bit on the edge. And the more they get away with, the more things are going to lean in their favor. So I don't think Vancouver can keep up with them on that side of the game at all, even a little bit. I think that the Blues are going to run them over physically to a certain extent. Yeah, I fully expect the Blues to take runs at Pedersen and Hughes. That's just how I, they. That's just how they do it. I definitely think St. Louis is gonna um, punch Vancouver in the mouth in a way that Minnesota couldn't. Yep, no argument there. All right, let's do it. Let's stop beating around the bush. Give me the Avs versus Coyotes predictions. What do we got? 
any of you picked Arizona, you're banned from this podcast. All right, none of you did. That's good news. So we have two with abs and six. I'm taking the abs in five. I got the confidence. I think the abs come out. They storm through game one and just roll through this series. I know AJ's afraid of the goaltending a little bit. I know that's a decent team over there that scores by committee. They have talents like Hall and Kessel, but this abs machine is just going to walk through them. I think their depth just puts them to shame. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Blackhawks would have been an easier matchup, but I almost feel like Arizona, I think the Avs will win. I feel like Arizona maybe prepares them better moving forward because it's maybe a similar style to what they might see in the Blues or the Stars in the next round. So it kind of gets them prepared for a team that is just going to lock it down defensively. So uh, you just get a better idea of what you're going to see moving forward, and the Avs' talent should win out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it, I think this is a good thing moving forward for the Avs to, to play a team like this in the first round. I'm terrified of Darcy Kemper and whatever the hell has gotten into his Cheerios over the last two months or two years, because that dude, that dude has flipped a switch and is all of a sudden elite, 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 elite. And watching him just lock it down. Watch, I mean, Nashville put 50 shots on goal. And, I mean, it was, they are they are the kind of team that I think, I think Colorado could run over. I think there's a decent, there's a decent chance that this is a 4-0 series and that Darcy Kemper just can't hold it back, right? If the abs, if the abs play a, a an average of a B plus game throughout the entire Super series, McKinnon shows up and ran and firing one timers. Exactly, like, like that. this yeah. could be this could be a quick series. Like we could be realistically, uh, I could be spending my birthday next Monday watching them eliminate Arizona. Like that's that's just that could happen. Um, I but I I think Kemper I think Kemper is going to steal a game or two here and they play so opportunistic where the abs the abs are it, it's just not hard to envision the abs playing a game where kind of like what they did against st louis in the round robin where they're out playing them they're out playing them they're getting shots on goal they're getting chances they just can't quite beat them and then a perfect shot beats whichever goalie ends up in net or a tipped puck or whatever like how like the goal they scored against matt duchene or against Nashville that goes off of Matt Duchesne randomly and into the net. And it's like, and it's not like your typical in front of the net deflection puck hits a dude who's standing 15 feet away and just takes the perfect angle and flies into the net. And you're like, what? Having watched Ryan Graves, let the cherry picker sneak in behind him twice in the play in rounds. It's like, I bet you Arizona gets one of those. Well, Grabner gets a breakaway like I was, every game. I was going to say, you can already pencil in Grabner for at least one goal with Ryan Graves on the ice. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I think this series is going to make some Avs fans clench their butts a little bit because it's going to be – I don't think it's really going to be a blowout series. I think every game's going to be kind of tight, but that's just because that's how Arizona plays in my opinion. Well, and the Avs have struggled with these guys over the last several years. and It hasn't mattered the talent disparity. They have struggled with this team. Yeah, and I mentioned it the other day, I think Arizona is one of the few teams that can actually skate with the Avs a little bit. So that's going to be you know, a little bit tougher. But like I said, I think if if we're talking long-term here, you want you would rather, if you play Chicago, then you have no idea. It's going to be a little bit more run and gun, I would think where you're just running through a defense that doesn't know what they're doing on Chicago's end. Whereas, you know, you're going to have to work for it a little bit more, be a little bit more patient uh, against Arizona. So <laughs> I think it could be good, but yeah, I, the Avs talent should win out it, but uh, I do think it's going to be a little scary at times. I do think it is uh, the point about preparation for other rounds is a, is a great one. Um, if they go straight from if they go from playing Chicago to playing St. Louis, that's a dramatic shift in gears. If they yep. go if they go straight into if they go from Arizona into St. Louis, then it's not. You're still playing that muck and grind and defensive oriented, and 
you know, worrying about an opportunistic opponent that wants to forecheck you to death and that is going to be physical and it's going to make life hard on you shift to shift. Um, if they, if they end up with somebody other than St. Louis in the next round, who knows? I mean, there's going to be some interesting ebb and flow there either way with a lot of people picking Vegas as a Western conference finalist. That's a team that does not play like these Arizona, St. Louis, Dallas types. Right. Like Arizona, St. Louis, Dallas are all kind of in the same archetype. Yeah. And those are those, that's their most likely path to the, to, to the Western conference finals is to go through those three teams. Mm -hmm. Two of those, obviously two of those three teams is their most likely path. And, you know, they if they find success here in this series, then that just is feel that that gets them set up for next round where they're feeling good about themselves and they're feeling confident and they can get through it. And I mean, talent wise, I don't think there's anybody in the West that matches up with them, even Vegas. Yeah, I I agree. I think the Avs are the deepest team in the West, uh, both at the top end and all the way down their forward core. Certainly, I think you put it pretty well when you said look they're a lot like carolina in the east if the goaltending shows up they can beat anybody on any given night yeah they they have the kind of really high-end talent that carolina has needed to take that next step the abs the abs have a little bit of everything you can't the 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 one thing that you can look at them and say is well which goaltender are they gonna get on any given day that is literally which goaltender are we yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm that's what I'm saying. We don't even know which one. Bender did say today that he's he not thinking, he's done thinking about it. He said, I'm I've decided. And right. obviously well, he wasn't gonna tell us. At least he knows. That's that's progress. I like the fact that not only does he know, but he has confidence in it. Yep. He's like, Hey, I know which guy I'm going with in game one. My gut still says it's Grooby. Same. I think he sticks with Groob, but our one final prediction we didn't make up a graphic for this because I forgot about it. But in the play in round, we asked who the Avs best score or highest score would be. Everyone who picked Miko Rantanen was pseudo correct as it was a tie between him and Nazem Kadri, though Kadri did score goals and Rantanen did not. And I didn't even read the question right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to pose the same question to you for round one. Rantanen again, or can the big McKinnon step up and be the star? I'm I'm not betting against Nathan McKinnon in this postseason. I will go out on a limb and say it's going to be Kadri because I think that line was consistently probably their best, even though Land, Landy had some off moments, but I like the way that they controlled the play, and I thought Kadri looked really good. And that first line still looked a little, even though they had their chances, looked a little discombobulated at times. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say Kadri in this round here. All right. For the sake of covering all our bases, I'll stick with Rantanen then. And we have McKinnon, Rantanen, and Kadri covered. So when Andre Burakovsky leads the Avs in scoring against Arizona. Well, what's (laughs) crazy is they had uh, their top five guys all had three points. Yep. Donskoy three, Burakovsky three, McKinnon three. And Kadri, Rantanen with four. This team is crazy deep. Even third-line guys like Comfer had two points. Nemestnikov had a goal. He was all over the lineup, so that's, that is I what I think you is. mean fourth line? That's <laughs> how yeah. so they're using it. I mean, it's whatever you want to call it. The the, the Calvert-Belmar-Vieto uh, we'll, we'll line had no We'll see points. how that continues in this yeah. series. Because um, I know Bednar has said previously that he doesn't number his lines. He's like anywhere where McKinnon is is my top line, but after that, it depends on the matchups and how we want to use those guys because we all have we have a specific idea of when to use them and what to use them against. I'll be curious to see which line ends up getting Being that ice third time. Line, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, I think the Belmar line gets is like the third ish line because those are all their top specialists. Right. Well, especially if Avs get out to an early lead, who are they going to use to shut down other teams? I mean, yeah. it's they're just, just kind of they're going to roll them at that point where it's yep. like, hey, we've got this. Yeah. So, I 
I guess that's pretty much it. Any uh, any other off the wall predictions or anything you're looking forward to in round one from either of you? Any games? I mean, most of the East series are going to be are very compelling. I think I agree. <laughs> Whereas the West, I'm like, eh. I wonder yeah. how much of that is just the the fatigue from we're so familiar with all these teams. I know exactly how these teams are going to play every single like, game type of thing. Yeah, we've got we've got St. Louis and Dallas, who are Central Division teams that we watch constantly. Calgary, who we saw in the postseason last year, and then it's Vegas and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm, and like and like Vancouver, like none of us are worried about big believers in. Yeah. So, yeah, mine's less fatigue because. I can't really have fatigue when I haven't watched much hockey in the last five months, but uh, it's just more the East is there's a lot of good teams. I feel like anything can happen out there. Um, and I wasn't on your guys' podcast before this, but I love that the Rangers got the first pick. I personally think that's awesome. I think it's, I know people don't like to hear it, but it's good for the NHL to have a star player end up in New York. And I don't, I saw there's Mark already a lot, wasn't enough. a lot of people are already zapruitering that film of the, the, the lottery ping ball, pong ball, baby, dropping. The spiked ping pong ball. But it's like, come on. I mean, when was last? I don't think the Rangers have ever had a first overall pick. I can't remember they, anything. They did. What? When it was the original six? Yeah. Uh, in 1965, they drafted Andre Veyu first overall. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Remember, anybody, like, remember like it was yesterday. Anybody know how many <laughs> NHL games Andre Veyu played? I'm going with zero. We're going with zero. <laughs> I, I think they'll at least pass that. He was drafted from the Montreal Junior B. Wow. First overall coming out of Junior B. And there are no statistics on him beyond 1967. You'd love to see that. <laughs> Does not bode well for Lafreniere's career. Rangers historical first overall picks. They use a common hockey name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I just, there's a lot of interesting series, especially in the East, that Boston Carolina series. I'll, I'll be watching that one closely. Cause I think those are two really good teams and one of them has got to go home. And I just love that both teams that were going to be first place in the, in their conferences had to drop to fourth. I think that's, that's kind of hilarious. Tampa, Tampa Columbus part two, I think is going to be super interesting, especially fun series. Yeah. Especially because one of the reasons Columbus beat them last year was <laughs> Victor Hedman got hurt. And so it's like, Oh, we really running this back this year. Uh, there's a part of me. If you've listened to some of the episodes on the podcast, you know, I love watching terrible television and Dallas Calgary screams terrible television to me. So maybe I'll just watch the train wreck and not be able to look away. We'll see. But yeah, <laughs> if, if either team scores three goals in a game in that series with, without an empty net being involved, it'll, it'll feel like high entertainment. Dallas <laughs> scores three goals and it's a miracle. The bar is low. In that series, all right, the bar is low. Yeah, that, the bar the bar of that series is one that you accidentally step on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ, Evan, <laughs> do you know what else the bar is low for? <laughs> Our manscaped uh, ad yes, transitions something to do with balls. <laughs> <laughs> What junk looks like, whether it be in the bedroom or in the locker room, all right? You guys, everybody out there, need to step your game up with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use manscaped.com and use code DNVR20 at checkout. You can get their lawnmower trimmer 3.0 to raise your bar and make it look nice down there in the forests. Or... Of course, you can get anything else you need, whether it be anti-chafe deodorant, whether it be breath mints, cologne, you name it. All of your manscaping products, hair care products, whether it be on your chest, on your back, below the belt, anywhere, they have you covered. So be sure to head on over there and get your products. Make yourself looking a lot better than this Dallas Calgary series is about to look. We are out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone who tuned in live or is listening after the fact. Always much appreciated. We will be back tomorrow with a mock draft show, officially giving the New York Rangers Lafreniere and going on down the list to see how the Central Division might shape up 
based on this year's draft. So keep an eye out for that show. And until then, we will talk to you guys tomorrow.